Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Episode one eight one of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM Alex Newell. With me today, I have Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith, Hamid Salah, Harun Al Tahan, Sel Sidebottom, and Azu. And I've brought y'all to a lovely garden with no consequences. It's I highly doubt that. Nice pretty place. No, where we can all retire. Lies. No, absolutely not. King of lies. So, as a very, very, very broad brief summary, we are overlooking the Garden of Yerlik, a large, luridly coloured, let's call it half forest, half orchard, all kind of Japanese martial art cherry blossom sequence with it spraying blue up the side of the mountain as the blossoms have blown into the side. It looks inappropriate for the uh, mountain cauldron within which it resides. We are picking up with you all, stood with the druids who have now returned to their humanoid shapes, on, we shall call it, a currently exposed sort of bluff overlooking all of this. However, this is not a, you're about to get blown off, where, like, you, you could just back away from it and you can have a conversation, it's fine. I just wanted a nice view to start it with. <laughs> 
you are currently in the extreme north. So you all have actual vista in front of you. And I'm going to do something real, real weird here that's going to really throw all of you. And I, I just thought, I just, I'm going to have an entire, like, few sessions of curveballs, all right? <gasps> you can have a perception check, right? And you know what there's not going to be? What? Mist in your way. Whoa. <laughs> Borealis in your way. What? Ooh. There's still enough light to just about see by. <gasps> nice. And I'm actually going to tell you things instead of go, nobody knows. Oh, and there's no tears in our eyes as far as I'm aware? Oh, how exciting. No, none of you are under any persistent illusion effects that I'm aware of. <laughs> you can have your first legit perception check in about ten episodes. All right, then. Ooh, 24 total. Okay, good. 33. <laughs> okay. 16. 17. Okay, okay, so I've got three tiers. Yeah. Nice, excellent. <laughs> Did you even write something with a DZ that high? Like, this is a whole... Yes. Cell rolled a 19, and their bonus is 14. Yeah, I'll, I'll reward that, that's fair. So, at the very, very lowest tier here, it appears to be natural in its layout. It doesn't appear to be, like, regimented rows or anything like that. It really does appear to be naturally occurring. There are clumps, there are broader um, areas, things like that. The trees themselves appear to be wildly differing in age. So there are some older ones which are big, and by big I mean excessively large. And there are clearly younger ones which are approaching more like... A sapling here is what a full-grown tree normally would be in terms of size but they are clearly there are multiple ages here it doesn't appear to start young at one end and go older at the other it appears to be just a sort of large interrelated mass okay in terms of i mentioned that there was a sort of a, a soured area towards the middle where the, the coloring had, had sort of died off and so on for lowest tier yeah it's clear that there appears to be the best way i can describe it is have you ever seen, like, an aerial... Sh this is a bit specific, but have you ever seen an aerial shot of, like, a wood that has, like, a blight or something in it? In a normal set of air trees, it'd be, like, an area where it's either, like, got no leaves where it should have for that season, or it can be one where the colouring's just wrong, where you have, like, all of these red trees and then yellow in the middle in, like, a patch because there's a blight. Here, there is no colour there. They still appear to be having petals and so on, but they're greys, they're, they're browns. They are, like, colourless... They don't appear to be necessarily dead as such, but even from this distance you can see there is a clear sort of spreading sickness of some kind from what appears to be, broadly speaking, the centre. Although it does seem to get denser towards the centre, it doesn't appear to have a, like, key tree as well. That's worth bearing in mind. There's not some big earth tree from which all of the others have sprung. Yeah. Just to be absolutely clear, it is more like a, a forest. At that stage, jumping up one additional tier, there's movement between the trees. It's quite difficult to discern because of the petals that are sort of moving across and so on, and for a while it's like, ah, it could just be... Okay, no, there's definitely things moving around in there. Uh, they don't appear to be enormous, to be clear. Good, good. From this distance, they appear to be kind of your ish size there might be a couple of larger things moving around well normal wild creature size you're talking between medium and large nothing bigger like anything bigger you know there is nothing bigger in sure. there you would just see it the, <laughs> the vantage is too good the visibility is too good you know there's nothing that big however large is still a decent yeah. size you know that still can be a up bear. to the size of like yeah a bear a large bear something like that yeah in terms of the other things to bear in mind is there definitely appears to be more movement towards the edge of that dead area 
with less movement heading out towards the edges. And for our highest tier... Hello, Cell can see through time! All of the beings that have ever existed in this moment. Funny you should say that. Oh dear. There are things that you can see which are a bit odd. Mm. One is you are certain that you can see a couple of the trees are actively moving around. Ah, is Ent fun? You're like, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's not just like a wind... Yeah, that, that tree is actively moving through this, this area. Mm. You see movement of both coloured and the non-coloured trees. Mm. So like bright blue ones moving and also the sort of greyer, browner one definitely appears to be movement. The distance is so far it's quite mm. difficult to discern sort of how they're moving, but they definitely are. Mm-hmm. And you also have one additional, which is you think that you are getting half glimpses of potentially spectral creatures in origin, something like that. You're, you're a fairly well-travelled person. Mm. We're talking things beyond, like, mundane, you know, there's a plant that's moving. Mm. You're like... Yeah, that's so mundane. That isn't just someone yeah. hiding. <laughs> it has more like a, um, a mirage quality at points where it's like you see a person, then the person is gone, and you know they haven't moved. So there's definitely... Uh, magical effect at play. Do you mean that the things everyone else is thinking are basically big squirrels? Cell is aware are spectres, or is there an another thing? Cell sees. There is another okay, thing cool. on top. Okay, I am going to be calling them big squirrels. But to be clear, it's because you have gone. I think there's something strange going on here, and you've been mm. focusing in on things that most people would dismiss as like Cell puts a the goggles shift down. here. Things, yeah, <laughs> like that's the kind of thing we're talking about. You're really, really getting. I'm rewarding an exceedingly high an exceedingly high DC there. Sorry for the over-description, but it's just there's a lot at play here, and I wanted to give you all a fair whack. That is about as high as a creature could roll at ninth level. Yeah, like, there's not really much higher you can get, so I'll I'll (laughs) give you that. In terms, then, of the two druids who are there beside you, they've been staying quiet. However, they haven't been... I don't know how to put it. You know the sort of reverent silence where you sit and you bow your head and you're making a big song and dance of, I'm being quiet. Mm. Not that. They've mostly just basically gestured for you to have a look and have just let you soak it in and let you have a think. Mm. For the sake of our own RP, they aren't going to be starting this conversation Mm. until you've had a good look and want to, like, start just to make life easier. So we'll turn over and be like, so uh, are these, these trees, are these people? I mean, I can see they're, they're walking around. There's it's quite a lot going on down there. Can we talk to them? Is this another culture or community? Are they your friends? Or, sorry, if I'm being disrespectful, are, are they your gods? Or is there maybe, like, more of a, a complex thing? They seem quite... This is a very interesting place, so we'll probably not s- stop blabbling until... Summit <laughs> Niel kind of looks concerned at Sora for a little while, mm. uh, and then Sora sort of holds up a hand and goes... Which question would you like answered first? Um, I mean, it's all, it's all really one question, which is kind of, what? Are, are, this place, what does it mean to you? Sora takes a moment, considers, turns to Summit Neil and then just says, um, were. I understand you, I do. So more specifically, uh, what, what does this place mean to you? The Garden of Yarlik is the final resting place for our people. Right. It is a garden that makes thin the veil between where we are and where we will be. Okay. It is both sustained by and serves the spirits of the people who are laid here. It serves as both 
a resting place and a place for contemplation. Okay. I believe the word oracle may be relevant. Yes. Is there an oracle here who can, like, do they tell the future? I suppose not the past. That's less useful. Although, honestly, sometimes clarification of historical stuff, it would be really useful. <laughs> I mean, I've known some people that are the fighting over the... Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. The oracle. I see. You brought us here to show us something. You see the blight? Yes. This began very small at first, roughly three years ago. It was a small, a small sickness, but then... Approximately two years ago, it, it, it changed, it worsened. Have you got any idea what's happening? No. This has never happened before, but... You speak of these blue veins, yes? Yeah. Yeah. These are considered a yearlick mark. It, it is a sign that the person laid to rest has been accepted by the garden. It should not affect a living creature in this way. It, it, it does not function like this. But when you say that, when you say they've been accepted by the garden, does that mean they're still animate, or it's just the corpses will get blue veins if they're accepted as you say their remains will show right. the signs of of the roots and then their spirit will be free to wander the garden and, and converse with those who remain right what happens to the ones that are not accepted this is very unusual very rare normally they are um, cremated it is not a sign of of uh, necessarily evil certain free spirits independent peoples right. may not be accepted, though we do not know necessarily whether it is by their choice or by their nature. Hmm. Is anyone else, apart from you and your community, aware of the existence of this garden? So Ra starts to answer, no, well, uh, of course, as we said, this is a hollow ground. Summit Niel says, there has been one. This is news to Sora. Oh. Sora's like, excuse me? <laughs> do you have their name? Like, excuse me, What? Yes, the name or what they looked like, maybe? A man. He went by the name Nick. A Les Tesla? He stayed with us for approximately a, a year. He he spent his time with us and was, was granted a visit to the garden. Out of character. Do we know what Nicholas Tesla looked like? Yeah, like, to be clear, like, after the lightning rails went he south in... He was a famous in, person uh, in London, at least. ...the UK, he was... He, was, yeah, yeah. he went from famous inventor to famous charlatan who ruined the country then kind of thing. I will give a physical description of Nicholas Tesla. Yes, that uh, this is the one who called themselves Nick, yes. Great, good, right. cool. Right, so Edison stole that research. Well, the the notebook that I showed you, the that the seed was kept inside, we believe that belonged to this man. He must have taken this seed when he was here. Sora, by the way, looks visibly shaken by the news that someone was granted mm. access to this place. Summit Neil looks actively very, not necessarily ashamed, but incredibly awkward. It has happened previously. Nick rendered us a number of services and showed himself to be nothing but respectful and measured but not asking you to defend your choices that what's happened happened and it might be that Nicholas Tesla did respect your things but then another individual probably Thomas Edison nicked his research someone Newell looks you dead in the eye and says there has not been another here since that was not of our own yeah but obviously Nicholas took a seed and that is a incredible betrayal right oh dear to take a seed from the garden would be tantamount to desecration Beyond desecration, this would be you, you are you are taking the, the the fruit of ancestors beyond 
beyond count. You, you are... It is a violation I struggle to explain. I'm so sorry. Then let's try and undo his, yeah, betrayal. Right. So Rag very quietly goes, you should have told us of this, Sumadnyal. This is my failing. They're very tense now. <laughs> very, very much tension, much unspoken tension between mm. two NPCs that Alex will not be having a conversation between because it would take ages and be boring. Listeners, uh, Alex is beautifully miming two silent characters just shooting each other looks that just carry <laughs> such depth of meaning. There's obviously a very long history between them, which one Honestly of them is speaking would just be a disservice. I think <laughs> so, Alex. I mean, your, your acting has us all shaken to our core. Obviously, our goal here is to understand what's going on back in our homes. But this is your place. Is it possible, is it permitted for us to attempt to help you understand what has happened if we can do that if we can find a way to help you understand the the blight or even take steps on the road to to repairing it is that something we could assist you with you have been brought here because you asked if there was a way to assist the rules of our people are such that only those of us who may enter are the people to be laid to rest all right myself those who I grant entrance as my representatives. I have no remedy to this situation. The closer one approaches the blight, the greater the desecration, the confusion. You you need to understand the garden does not show you what you wish. The garden will show you what it wants you to know. It grows confused and, and dangerous the closer to the desecration and to reveal the scope of this problem to our people would be an insurmountable problem. Well, that's also sort of... Um, that's your trial to deal with, so we're not going to... Anyway, but, like... And I'll turn to the rest of the group. What do you think we can learn here? Like, this is big, obviously. We know maybe this is what, like, corrupted with maybe necromantic magic or whatever. But us walking in there, what are we going to get out of that? It's impossible to kind of to say without... Without going there, it may be trying to show visions of what's going wrong in the same way that a show in in the orb was able to show us snatches of what was happening in ways that we could understand. Like if, if you were a member of Sorar and Smitniel's community and you saw the things that show in had drawn, or even if I had seen them without your explanation of what had happened in London, it wouldn't have made any sense. But you having seen the whole story can understand what those visions meant and maybe put things together. If there are residents in the garden we can communicate with, we can at least ask them if they have anything to tell us or share with us. That if, if there's some connection between people here and people out there, maybe they can tell us that. Wild raises a, a hand sort of respectfully. Again, in a way that's kind of a slightly unwild-like, but yeah. I think it's worth knowing how dangerous this is. It's a very different thing to take a walk in a park and find out a life-changing piece of information than to go through a trial the likes of which none of us will survive for the same. It sounded like it was some kind of maze with dangerous things in which... Summit Niel, is it your intention for us to go into the garden and talk to the residents there? Obviously, if the blight is the danger that you say, then perhaps we should not approach the blight. I would value the insight of someone other than myself. We should not approach in the night. It is a dangerous place, then. 
there are more than ancestors within the garden now. Oh. There are some within who would be able to confuse you, draw you away, kill you with a word. Most of these are, are kept at bay by the sunlight. To go in at night, I, I would forbid. Well, that All seems right. very sensible then. We'll make camp and make a plan then. You're coming with us, right? I would ask to, yes. Uh, so uh, immediately uh, volunteers and someone kneels like, you know, this cannot be. Can't have both of you? Myself and my representatives. To have both of us, uh, Sora is not a representative of Yelik. Sora is a representative of the Clawed One, and as such, these, these things are not possible. Fine, and you're having all of us in there, or is there a, a specific number of representatives that we can bring? I would say all would be better than some. Yeah, well, if there's something in there that can kill us with a word, maybe we do need all of us. This is my thoughts. This garden is about your religion, your, your faith? Yes. I have a different belief. Would I be in more danger? Would I attract danger to the others? The garden itself does not deal in such boundaries. The creatures within take issue with life, not with factions therein. All right. You are no more nor less a target. You said this is a, a hallowed place to your people. Um, are there any observances we must take or p- perform before w- we enter in, in the morning? There are a few basic cleansing rituals which we, we can take. That is straightforward. There are two more rules when entering the garden. The first being you need to respect the garden. Just because it is sick does not mean it is evil. Of, of course, of course. If we are able to, to either cleanse or at the least understand the malady, yes, but to harm the garden itself would be a, a gross gross violation. Of course. Also, the garden accepts more than just the people who are laid to rest here. As we said, it is, it is a, a garden where the veil runs thin. You are likely to encounter those who have come before who may wish to speak with you, who may wish to warn you, who may wish to converse with you. We don't know. We have very little experience with outsiders, but certainly with Nick, he encountered those that had come before. Do you mean people we used to know? It is possible, yes. Certainly for him, it, it was. <laughs> Both, me and, one. Both right. me and Ben go like, oh, time to crack out the old voices. Right. Oh, here we <laughs> go again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I wasn't thinking about that. Um, yeah. As he reaches down and, like, clasps Hamid's hand. Oh, dear. <laughs> you need to understand the garden will not show you what it wants. You may see no one at all. It is as dangerous to ascribe hope to this possibility as it is fear. Ha. You must enter with an open mind, not with a need. Yeah. Cell looks both hopeful and also white with shock. But, you know, that's two things. Two lots of things on a face. And it's such a gangly face. (laughs) But again, there is a malady within the garden. Yeah. This is beyond my knowledge. We may encounter things pretending to be things from your past. We may encounter things from your past that have changed, are new, are different, I don't know. Do we have any way of knowing if we can trust the information that we gain from this garden? Because our intent here is to find some information which will help us combat the situation. If we can't trust anything the garden says, or you have no way of verifying the information the garden gives us, then there is no point going into the garden. Wild from the side sort of leans in. It's a very good point. Misinformation is potentially worse than no information mm. especially when delivered from the mouth of a dead loved one wild gives all for dead i stare and it's just exactly i couldn't have put it better myself i think we all have people from our past that it would be complicated and um out of character as a psa for uh, the audience and the players as well i've been 
doing a lot of thinking between recording sessions um, about the thing that Alex and I said about like, hey, is, is Wildenzolf romantic or platonic? Like, you know, we'll leave it open. I've been thinking about it. And so personally for me, I would not be comfortable role-playing a romantic relationship with a real-life historical figure. That's just mm-hmm. a very personal decision that I'm making and me having to like role-play it in real time. I'm not saying that that like, couldn't be a valid story like option but it's not one that i personally want to do so just to just to be very clear for anyone listening in episodes and stuff it will be like a a, you know a deep platonic connection Mm. but it is not romantic yeah and for for what it's worth as well it's worth clarifying from my end is this was always going to be i was going to sort of pick up what Ben was putting down in this regard. Like we said, this isn't something that was pre-planned or anything. So that isn't us having to change anything. That's just, yeah, makes sense to me. (laughs) I'm fine with that. It scans perfectly fine. I was just going to compliment you and say you've always been good about, like, romances between NPCs and PCs and you've always been clear about, like, Mm -hmm. it's about, like, our comfort and, uh, cool, thank you. Apart from Carter, who I never mentioned before, is just a hottie, just a massive <laughs> hottie, but I never brought it up, which I think was a misstep at my end. You know, canonically, Carter's a hottie, and I, I misstepped by not making more of a thing of that. Uh, actually, I mean, that's not, we know that's not a retcon, because that, in fact, that just plays, it, it's one of those clues where you're like, oh, yes, that explains how we managed to get away with so many things. Yeah. yeah. A privileged hottie. There yeah, we go. They're just the. Uh, People look at that cute baby face and they're like, it couldn't have been him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to jump back into the situation just a little bit, a little while longer, which is somewhat nearly sort of considering what you said about that and so on. And effectively, in a way that you've started to spot his characteristic, goes sort of into uh, herself, like, you know, sort of leaning in, mm. giving a quiet contemplation, really like giving it proper thought instead of just responding and genuinely after like 40 seconds like a minute of solid just quiet contemplation to my knowledge the garden has never lied it has sought to harm with its truths oh dear even with the blight though the people who appear may not necessarily be the people you once knew i am aware of no untruths from the garden if the garden wished to harm you it would show you a truth that would do you more harm than any falsehood could oh let it try, honestly. But yes, good to know. <laughs> oh, God. Like, cell is just grey, but that's cool. It is incredibly important that I have not explained properly. The garden will respond to what you bring with you. If you head in seeking one thing, it will provide you what it knows you need based upon that desire. If you go in seeking absolution... All that will be known is that the garden knows you seek absolution, not that it will grant you such. Okay. I struggle to explain this. These are concepts that are deep in cultures, and they're not, they're not always easy to, to transfer to people that don't have the, the, the background. But I, I think you've got across the, the point that is, and I'm, I'm grasping and running my hands stressed through my hair, because uh, so is Cell. Yeah, we, we understand. Uh, we may see sad or bad things, but not lies, but truths that could hurt a lot more than the lies, but probably useful truths, and also we might get killed, I think, is, is also the thing. And don't don't hurt the garden, uh, except I'm guessing maybe if it attacks you first, like if there's these creatures that could kill us with a word, are we supposed to fight back? Correct. Or, so, okay, Correct. so we, we can, we don't just have to run away. If they if they say a, say a kill word, we, we can, like, punch a kill arrow 
uh, through their, y you know what I mean? Well, maybe not a punch kill arrow. Uh, you, uh, yes. I'll put my hand things. on Cell's, I don't know, bicep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about the massive height difference yeah, due to yeah. Cell's lankiness. That's cool. I think I think we Cell turns to everyone. I think that we get the gist. We're we're never yeah. going to understand yeah. the, necessarily the cosmology uh, or or the the, the, the deep personal uh, meaning of, of of your culture without a lot more time spent, which would be which would be wonderful. Um, but I think we get the 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 the, yeah. the, the gist yes. of the yeah. At, and relatedly, for any of us now, we know what we know. If you don't want to go in, don't. This is incredibly important, yes. The garden is not to be entered by one who does not wish to be there because... It'll know. Yes. All right. Skrark raises a claw. Just a question. How wide does this go? Should Am I expecting to see, you know, my parents? Is this just a... Like, how does this... Skrark's kind of struggling to articulate. Summit Neil just goes, if you are able to think the garden will know and will respond as such and just sort of gives a, a vague gesture. Scratch just kind of goes quiet again. Which also scans with, you know, blue veins having all the knowledge of the people that get affected by it. Oh. I think if it's possible for us to learn more information... I assume this is wild. With an under yeah. With an understandable risk, it feels like a calculated benefit to us. Yeah. Yeah. I suggest we uh, make camp, get get some food, get some rest, and all do a little bit of thinking to make sure we're we're in the best you know possible state state of mind before we head in tomorrow morning. Mm. And that feels like a sensible break, Yay! where people can take a moment, process information, and then basically just join hands and skip in with no care in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. We're, Fabulous, cool. The sound of us all clicking into our backstories to check names. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. So, as much as I would love to do a, like, two- to three-year time jump, I feel <laughs> like we might actually have some things that are worth discussing across a campfire in a way that I don't think we've had since, like, Grizzop was around? Like, the campfire chat as a thing? As a mechanism? You just said it would be dangerous to take emotional baggage into the following mm. morning, so I feel like this is our last chance to you caught that, did you? at least a tiny <laughs> fraction of it. Drop you your law! so yeah with that in mind what I am going to do is say uh, Summit, Newell and Sora have a basically as a courtesy to you set up a campfire to you because with Druidcraft and so on like it's it's trivial for them they have suggested that between you and them there should be someone on watch at all times just because you know these are the wilds Mm -hmm. but they've also respectfully said that they're going to have their own campfire a little way away because Sora and Summit, Newell You'd have a little, you'd have a little talk, catch up, little, little figure out of what's been going on there. You know, just, just pick at a few loose threads. So you are going to be left to your own devices unless you call them over. They are literally just over there, but they're kind of dealing with their own stuff right now. Mm. You just have a campfire overlooking stuff. The only additional factor I'll give you is that you are a slight way away from the bluff so that you're not worried about a massive like crosswind or anything. It's actually comparatively comfortable despite the cold, but again, Endure Elements are still active, like it makes it much easier. Mm-hmm. There is a faint, almost tint-shifted Borealis as well amongst the garden. Mm. It is way more tinted blue. So like you know how the Borealis is like full spectrum, this is very heavily blue shifted, mm-hmm. but there is a certain quality to it. And for free, you all can see that as the night draws in and the blue starts to sort of show a bit, yeah, all of the like normal, he says, normal creature movement seems to drop off and the whole spectre movement, oh. kind of like a ghost city, it's lots of stuff ghost. going on down there. <laughs> so yeah, technically there is a slight blue glow peeking out over the bluff which you can see from where you are but you are away from that and out of the wind i don't know i reckon if we take off one of the ghost's masks it'll turn out to have been mr wiggins <laughs> all along it's just groundskeepers as far as the eye can see it'll be figures again yeah yeah, yeah it's figures. <laughs> oh god now i'm tempted god could you imagine yeah. if i hinged the entire campaign on figures oh oh i'm god. surprised that brutal hasn't turned up Yet, oh, no. <laughs> it sounds oh, distant no, chopping. <laughs> We're going to have the Avengers Assemble moment where, like, all of the different little groups pop out of a portal in London. <laughs> and we have a big fight. <gasps> That'd be cool, yes. So, I am now handing over to you because I feel like if you've got any, you know, clear your baggage basically, please check baggage before <laughs> entering the garden. <laughs> If you have excessive baggage, there may be additional charges in the form of will or thought saves. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Azu's going to go and talk to Cell because Azu noticed Cell's Cell went massive gangly face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cell's just me staring at the fire. Hi. Hello. Hey, Azu. How you doing? Oh, uh, yes. You good? Yes. It's cool. But I wanted to ask how you would doing because 
you <sighs> did not look so good. And not in a like you you look you look good, but like um Oh thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> you looked upset. You look good as well. Uh as a I I am old. I've lost people. My husband, I uh, he Oh you know it's it's been I think five years now. But you know, it well, I mean he died of old age. So uh, you know, he was a, he was an orc. And uh Oh we met when he was twenty five. We had some good years. Mm-hmm. So is like staring at the fire. Oh. It would be wonderful to see him again. But I you know, the garden wouldn't you know, it's dangerous to hope, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, I, I assume my my first fiance would probably be dead by now. I mean, humans don't last that long. <laughs> she might be in there. I don't know. Hmm. I could clarify a few things, <laughs> but again, it's dangerous to hope. <laughs> are are really... we all just sort of round the campfire, right? Unless someone actively says otherwise. I would say that Cell probably wouldn't be talking quite this openly if there were lots of people yep, around. So you've gone off to the side then. Yeah, so. but yeah, so you well, Cell's staring at the fire, but you might be on the other side of the fire. Who knows? I mean, maybe you can hear a bit of it, but it's a basic, basically, yeah. I don't want to interrupt if this is supposed to just be a conversation between um, Cell and Azu, but yeah. you are saying there's no point hoping, and I'm literally a cleric of hope, so I <laughs> uh, might have opinions uh, that's, about that. That's fair. Okay, how about <laughs> Cell? You need to hope, or I'll be powerless. That's fair. Okay, how about is it like Cell is probably staring at the fire, Azu is next to them, and I would assume that you may well be within earshot. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you 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 don't want to you don't want to hope, and then like you know what could he say? What could he say? It's nice being dead. I could tell him his boys are doing okay. Oh. They were last time I spoke to them. Did you have them together? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, they, they were they were his from before. Uh, they, they'd be about your age now. Oh. They were sailors like him, and they, a little after he died, they took the ship back. They do the trade routes over the Pacific. Hmm. So, you know, that I think with the storms around Japan, they, they probably have been around the... Pacific Islands more than, than coming the whole way over. That would make sense. They're not fools. I left a letter with Jasper in case they go back. Oh. So maybe it wouldn't be accurate for me to tell him that the boys are doing okay because I haven't seen them for four years. <laughs> they were doing okay. I'm, I'm sure they're doing okay. You know. Well, If I saw them, that would be a bit of a... Oh, no. You'd like them. I'm sure I would. I mean, I like you, so I'm sure anyone that you associated with... <laughs> would be they're good lads I'm sure they are anyone that you're uh, looking forward or not looking forward to seeing well you know there's always the friends that that Hamid and I oh yes sorry yes oh no no I'm also sorry for you in a oh no a, I you know a what? condolences it's, it's all way. I mean you know there's there's so many people but there's oh there's I mean, those are the people I'd like to meet. I don't know about the people from the village, the town. Uh, mm. They might not be happy. Yeah. That was a while ago, though. You know, they're probably, they're probably, like, not... This is the veil between worlds, right? Like, after, like, 60 years, you'd have gone somewhere else, right? You know? <laughs> yeah? I mean, you wouldn't stick around just for the possibility of, <laughs> of telling me how much I messed up. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, it's gonna be fine. Oh well, it'll be fine. 
It'll be cool. It'll be great. It'll be I hope you get to see your friends and that they're all happy and stuff. Well, it's a... Oh, I suppose you weren't... One of them managed to leave a leave a letter to us, actually. And it sounded oh. like they were happy. I mean, Sasha lived a very long time, which is... Which I'm very pleased about, because when I first met her, she was sort of dying. Well, that is an excellent turn up for the books. Those books turned out good. Well yes. done for those books. That's the one that got stuck in the past? Yes, with right. with Grizzop, who was, who was this little ferocious goblin who was a very determined fellow. Those, those stories sound fun. Yes, I mean, he, he seems to have died defending Sasha, it sounds like, which... I think he would have appreciated. He never did expect to stick around for very long, so... And it would be worth it to give your life for Sasha. She sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent character. You two would definitely get along. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful being. Well done to whoever made that. <laughs> I'm more worried about seeing people that I don't expect to see there since I haven't seen anyone you know from my home for a very long time oh yeah but I suppose we have to go in there with no expectations really no I'm trying to trying to cleanse the expectations you know like sometimes saying it mm. out loud that gets it out of your head uh so yes. you're not you're not you're not just thinking it you know um so yeah that's 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 the checking in the baggage thing uh mm. which is obviously something that doesn't really I suppose airships that would be a, a familiar turn of phrase. Um, anyway, from the out-of-character ramble, yeah, Cell says, I, it sounded like your town was doing okay. It's not the center of the action. Yeah. I hope that you don't see anyone you don't expect. I hope the same for you. <laughs> Staring at fire recommence. Yes, as he sort of sits there to be like, you know, physical supporting presence thingy. I think at that point, um, Solf will, like, cough awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point, Solf loudly declares the word cough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, couldn't help uh, overhearing. Um, just, it would be remiss of me to point out that, like, I, th I think you've basically got it, but there, there ain't anything wrong with hope. There is something wrong with expectation. You know what? You can hope. Yes. That's the thing that keeps you going, right? Yeah. Expectation, that's the thing that can disappoint you. It's okay to hope. Thank you, Zolf. The night continue. Are we going to play out the night in real time? We're just going to stare awkwardly, quietly. Look, here's the thing is, I need to give you a chance to get stuff off your chests. My chest is lovely and clear. <laughs> Much later in the evening, Hamid is going to approach Azu. He does not want... Uh, Zolf or Wild or Skrark to overhear this conversation so he might well wait until some people are asleep and you know someone's on watch and even sure. kind of thing yeah Azu will happily chat to Hamid at all times Azu hmm. can yes. I ask you a, a big question oh those are always good alright <laughs> I know I just I feel like what the warnings we've had it, it's important to try and address these things if we can before we go into the garden and I mean obviously I'm really happy we have our friends back but is what we did wrong what do you mean we met Apophis and Apophis explained why resurrection was banned 
and why it hadn't been done in so long. And then huh. we come here and we meet these people who have such a different set of rules and so much was clearly of what, you know, I was brought up to believe wasn't necessarily true because there's people here and look at how, you know, we were told there was nothing outside. But the reasons, when we met Apophis, it seemed like the reasons against the practice of resurrection was good. And then in the moment, of course, I didn't even question because I just wanted our friends back and the chance to have them back was so... But did we do the right thing? Hmm. Well, in terms of breaking rules, I think it's been proven that the meritocrats are not entirely infallible, considering what's happened. So uh, perhaps no. not all of their rules are good. Indeed. I never paid much attention. I knew they were there. Most of the rules I was aware of, you know, seemed fair and were tailored to... So, so for example, when I was growing up, it was, you know, don't kill people, don't steal things, you know. That's all fine and dandy, but I think don't bring back someone who has died before their time. I think that's a much bigger question, not one that can have a yes or no answer. And it was important. Oh, I've just realised I didn't really tell you. So the whole process, you had to check if they wanted to come back. That was the whole thing. And I think... Oh, well, I mean, you said Merck didn't, and that's why he didn't with the others... I guess, so I, I suppose, yeah. But you had to, like, talk to them. Yes. Oh, it was very strange, Hamid. But I can't imagine that it was a bad thing to do. I mean, I can't speak for, for, for Solf or for Sel, but where I took Carter from did not seem like a good place for him. That's good, and and obviously I'm so happy they're back, but if it's... So if it's okay to bring them back, why why not more people? Why not why not my sister? Oh, Hamid. We we were there, we were right there, and we couldn't do anything to help her in the moment. But what if we had her body? We could have mm. if it's okay to bring back our friends in this situation, what about Aziza? Hamid. And as it was going to like more hand-holding. Hand-holding galore is happening in this episode. <laughs> and as he's going to say, something that I have learned is one shouldn't worry too much about what you should or could have done once it's already happened. We can only affect what we do in the future. And clearly it is possible that Aziza could have been brought back, but she wasn't. And I don't think anyone could fault you for not doing so because you literally were not aware it was an option so that's true that's true you have to you have to make the best decision you can in the moment but you're right it it just feels like so many things that Forgive I used me to for believe interjecting during a scene just because it will be quite useful for you Bryn specifically sure you would not even need to do a knowledge check to know this one of the things that hasn't necessarily come up but is a factor is the resource cost in terms of doing it in meritocratic lands is like unconscionably vast. Mm. 
and you've seen no evidence of that resource cost. Yeah, so I think basically you where you are now. Mentioned at some point, and I can't remember if it was in character, out of character, or even just extraneous world information, that part of the reason it was easier is because of the higher level of background wild magic, essentially. I can't remember. In I've what lost context track of where that's been that. explicitly stated, but I can tell you that I'm just going to say now that you know for a fact, and this is not me trying to steer your yeah. conversation in any way, there is a factor at play here, which is you know objectively it would be impossible to do that kind of you know resurrection of every single person who's ever taken before their time yeah in meritocratic land like it's a physical impossibility and you know you know that objectively to be the case there's just it would it, it would be too resource intensive unless you use the heart of aphrodite which didn't have any resource expenditure and, and also they are one of the richest families in the world and yeah this is this is what you both have said are the additional factors at play here yeah, yeah. which is yeah, a single item and a... Uh, I mean, Hamage yeah, is not necessarily thinking through this lo- super logically either. There may mm. be, you know, yeah. this yeah. is an emotional kind of processing as much as anything else. Because he, otherwise he'd work out it was the meritocrats' fault. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if I may be permitted to finish the conversation. Again, yes. I, did, I did not mean to interject, <laughs> but I thought it was an important factor that's worth yeah. bearing in mind. As it feels like so much of what I used to believe just isn't true anymore i i had so much faith in the meritocrats so much faith in what they taught us and then during this crisis they've completely abdicated their role but also even before that so much of the system they put in place i used to think it worked so well and i've seen so much now that showed me it never did and i just you have so much faith in aphrodite and it's something that i always look up to you for and I just don't know where my faith is anymore Mm. except in Hugh and Zolf and Cell and Wild and Skrark and everyone really I guess but maybe that's enough. I think it is I mean I have Aphrodite as like a oh um well it's hard to explain but if you don't have a belief in in a god I think that belief in other people is just as valid and strong one of the reasons that I believe so strongly in Aphrodite is because I've seen I can demonstrate her presence I can see the good that she does that believing in her does for others oh of course yeah I think there's a lot to recommend all the gods but it's just never been my path to follow any of them that closely but my point is the meritocrats have never proven themselves in that way to me Meeting Apophis was very impressive, and he was clearly very intelligent, but enough to govern several continents? Clearly not. Yeah, I used to think so, but I don't don't think I do anymore. Thank you, Azu, for talking to me. Anytime, you know. Of course, and, well, I know I said it before, but I hope you know you can talk to me about stuff as well. I don't want you always taking on other people's problems and never getting to share yours. I know, Hamid. Feeling alright about tomorrow morning? Oh, broadly yes, actually. I'm glad, I'm glad. As long as no, as no one I've killed turns up to have a yell at me, you know. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't even thought of all the people who'd be bloody murdered. Of course. <laughs> yeah. well, there's an encounter. What's this? Every person who you ever died by your hands in this campaign in single file, ready oh to have another gosh. go at you. So many blokes and lads. <laughs> Hammond's going to see all Thousands those Thousands of blokes and lads, that, far that as the be, eye can see. That would be quite distressing, but I'm sure 
It didn't really imply that would be the case anyway. <laughs> I think that might be a sensible place at this point to... I think we'll be okay, Azu. Yeah. <laughs> to ra- round that conversation out, and I'd like to... Hamid gives Azu a big hug and then goes to bed. And obviously, oh, okay. over, over the break before the next episode, Bryn can restat Hamid as a cleric of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I'll be there for you if the rain starts oh, to fall. God, all right, yeah, you're welcome to that. <laughs> so I am going to finish on an image, if I may. Mm. Yeah. Which is I'm going to jump time ahead a little bit. I am going to sort of briefly explain that your, your cleansing ritual basically consists of there is a... a, a, a fresh water source nearby despite the cold it seems to run clear but not warm it is quite cold and you basically are expected to bathe yourselves one at a time clean yourselves up it's not secretive in any way like uh summit does so and it's quite ritualistic but it pretty much just come down comes down to you know don't track my mud in <laughs> but it is careful and it is meditative but it's not really an rp thing mm-hmm. so what i will do is i will jump ahead to you arrayed towards the edge of the garden with the morning sun now streaming in and from where you are you don't see any sort of spectral movement or anything like that you're just facing the oddest garden that you've uh, ever seen uh, and wild turns to all of you just before you head in and just says if it's any consolation i've sort of gone there and come back it's, it's not all that bad you know <laughs> ben's face <laughs> I'll close on that. Right, so between now and next week, all we need to do is just take all of our emotional baggage that we've now aired and just neatly iron it and fold it, press it and, you know, put it into our cupboards so we can have some nice, old-fashioned, horrific awfulness. Get back down to to brass tacks, yeah? Mm. (laughs) Until then, I guess. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.